0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. I'm Murren Kennedy.
1: And I'm Jessa Lowe.
0: And once again, for the second day in a row, we have Brad and Jar from Cosmic Geppetto. Hi guys.
1: Hey guys, uh, real happy to be
2: back. Had a lot of fun yesterday. Oh and yeah. I'm looking forward to some more Keanu and Gary Busey goodness. Yeah, that's that's yeah, what thanks. we
0: got. That's what we got. Thanks for
3: having us back.
0: Absolutely, thanks for being on. So uh, I'm going to break down the minute this time. We got uh, the beginning of the minute. uh, Keanu is really letting Busey have it. He says, well, since you're still alive and not in the box yet, why don't you tell me your theory and we'll go get these guys. (laughs) And it uh, it ends with them kind of looking at doing some investigation. And uh, he says the line, "Uh, something like 500 products. They're talking about wax. Get into the whole, you know, wax thing. They're investigating this minute, yeah, they kind of have the, the peak of their argument with Keanu just screaming at him. And then Gary Busey kind of gives in. And, uh, and Keanu finally gets his, like, well, what's, what's your theory? And he says, here it is. The ex-presidents are surfers.
1: Which everyone else in this movie so far seems to think is the most batshit crazy idea. Like, he might as well said, the ex-presidents are monkeys.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got the guy the sort of uh, crew cut guy earlier who's sort of making fun of him, like, hey brah, like totally radical and like they're in LA.
3: This isn't that odd of a thing. That was my reaction too. What like what is so strange about that idea? Exactly.
0: Yeah, like no. and yeah, it's it seems, you know they've got a I would want them to pursue any any theory that they have, especially if they're these notorious bank robbers that have, you know, just outsmarted them at every turn. Why not?
2: try, you know, a crazy theory, but well, what is it an acceptable career for a bank robber is like uh, surfers. No, that's ridiculous. Like, okay. They're customer service guys. It's like, that makes sense. Thank
0: <laughs> yeah. Someone who had a little more anger in their job, maybe you had a little more, you know, you think, I guess maybe they think surfers are just chill guys. Like they wouldn't be criminals because they're just like surfing bums. We talk we talked about this a little in that minute where it's like
1: they wouldn't the- have the brains or like the smarts to put together something as like surgically precise as this fantastical heist that nobody can crack.
0: Yeah. Like the uh, the FBI dudes wouldn't wouldn't want to believe that a surfer could be a criminal that would be smarter
2: than they were. So maybe you just think with the mooning that a lot of other career paths are on the table. like, you know what? They're not that professional.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And we're well reminded of the mooning because that guy's ass is on the screen in the background for the next couple of minutes. Which yep. is
1: awesome. Yeah, that we... That's the first proof they have is, check out this butt. I've been analyzing. <laughs> you know, like, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, he says, check out this
0: tan line on this guy. And Keanu's still skeptical at that point. but Like, he's just
1: been looking at butts, Gary?
0: But yeah, it's like the fact the fact that he does that Seems like it might, you know, these guys are kind of goofballs, so they could be surfers. But um, yeah, uh, I'm glad we get another shot of that, that thank you butt because it's, we got it earlier, both in real life and on security footage. And now we're seeing the security footage again, which, as I pointed out in that minute, is just the camera shot. It's like a close-up yep. of the butt.
3: Freeze frame on the butt, leave it there, go on, go on with your business. <laughs> yep. Leave the button. Leave this as a screensaver.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like his version of an inspirational poster. You know, the more times you see it, the more it starts to sink in.
2: Mm -hmm. It used to be the hang in there cat, but I decided this was. uh, (laughs) This is what I switched to.
0: There's something. Yeah, there's something profound. Yeah, the thank you butt. It's like there's the the sort of audaciousness of a a naked ass, and then you get thank you (laughs) right above it. So it makes you think. In some way, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> The
3: audaciousness of a, of a naked ass the <laughs> Audaciousness of a naked ass We had a oh, whole episode had,
0: That whole episode was just about butts So we can't go down that road again
3: Or can we? Anyway Did you catch the little premonition Of crazy Gary Busey to come Many years later that's in this scene?
1: What are you, what are you specifically referring
3: to? So they're talking about the sex wax.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Gary, yeah. Gary, you
3: see, is explaining the sex wax to Keanu Reeves, and Keanu quips, Yep. You're not into kinky shit, are you? And what does Gary say in response? He
0: says, No, well, not yet, anyway.
3: Right, <laughs> not yet. So <laughs> flash he... forward decades later, <laughs> snort coke off of the dog.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's just such a prophet in this movie yeah
0: i wonder if that was another like the line was just no what are you crazy but then gary was like well why not just acknowledge it a little bit why not why can't he why can't he be maybe you know thinking about it
1: what i also love with this whole wax thing is as gary Busey's breaking down this evidence that he has to support that there are surfing bank robbers that he go he's talking about the soil samples and like talking to his people and then he goes and then i got my wax guy and like
0: <laughs> he has a wax guy of he course a wax
1: guy <laughs> and if if my classes in you know the the police academy citizens police academy taught me anything is like there's no money in law enforcement they wouldn't have a fucking wax guy they would not I, I don't know i mean would they
0: I, I don't
2: know. I mean, it's the FBI. That's true. I, I have a feeling the wax guy is probably, he handles different things. I, uh, yeah. I, I remember um, years ago, my parents got a squirrel stuck in their chimney, and they called uh, the the guy who fixed it, and he came out and he actually had a card that said squirrel guy, and they're like, really? This specific? And, and then it pulls up more cards, like, here's one that says raccoon guy, here's one that says snake guy. It's oh, like, oh, Okay. It's a lot of different uh, woodland creatures that he deals with, but he has the cards specialized. Oh wow!
3: See, this is this is why Brad is podcast gold. He has got a <laughs> weirdo Shrewsbury story for every occasion. <laughs> <Love it. laughs>
0: That's amazing. Yeah, so,
3: so, yeah, having... Hey, can we can we pull back a little bit? Yeah. Because it, it, something that intrigued me about you, Murren and Jessa doing this podcast is that you, y'all are a couple Mm -hmm. and you pick this movie from what you said in one of the early minutes, because it's a movie that both of you enjoy. So uh, uh, say more about why, why of all the movies in the world to, (gasps) at minute by minute why point break
1: oh, it took us a while like day weeks even maybe to come yeah. up with we wanted to do a movie by minute podcast and we had all these ideas for movies and but it's like what movie could we watch over and over and over again
0: yeah i, I mean i i enjoy it. it it does have a lot of rewatchability for me and also it's a movie that has the right balance for me of like i can kind of take it seriously but also make fun of it at the same time like or not at the same time but alternately um so i I didn't want to do a movie that was just dumb and i didn't want to do a movie that i just thought was great i wanted to do a movie that we could have both elements going on to talk about
1: and we really really like bad movies as well as 80s action movies like we probably watch you know, I mean, we're, we're huge Riff Tracks fans and huge Mystery Science Theater fans. We both grew yeah. up on that. So, like, coming from that background and then, you know, since we both love, you know, action movies and John Claude Van yeah. Damme and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Keanu and all that, it just seemed kind of like a natural choice.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely lives in that kind of uh, area. But, like, yeah, if if we were doing, say, you know, uh, Roadhouse Minute or something like that. I would pretty much. I, I mean, I enjoy that movie, but I would pretty much just be making fun of it the whole time. It's it's not something I can quite take seriously. Whereas this one, it's silly, but I can also, you know, it it it. You know, it's it touches also me directed by
2: an Oscar-winning director. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of good people working on this, and it kind of elevates it from just a cheesy, campy action movie to something a little bit greater. And that's that's what I, I uh, find interesting about it.
1: And it's just such an enigma but about patrick swayze's character like he's just like it's such a good character and then i Mm -hmm. just love keanu
3: yeah that is a great point about patrick swayze because but one of the reasons that i appreciate that that both of you like point break is because it's one of the movies that my wife and i both share Oh, and nice. and so I asked her, like, why she said that she considers it a classic. And so I asked her why. And she said that it was probably one of the first movies that she saw where she was also rooting for the bad guy. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, he's, he's likable almost the whole time for me. And then at the end, he kind of becomes an all-out villain. Like, he does some stuff at the end of the movie where you're kind of like, well, that's...
3: I That's a little still bit, like him though.
0: But I, yeah, even then I still like him and the way he goes out at the end. spoiler, you know, we're not talking about that yet, but the way he goes out at the end is is great and I really feel for him then. Yeah,
2: it has- Well, it, it it it's fascinating because and well, let's just talk about Patrick Swayze a little bit now because yeah. Yeah. in our minutes, but it's hard to it's hard to remember he was Patrick Swayze was at his peak at this point. Yes. He had done um he had Done Ghost, I believe he'd already done Ghost. He'd yes. definitely done Dirty Dancing. Yes, uh, he had just been uh, People Magazine had just uh, Chris and Tim the Sexiest Man Alive. He had uh, won that award. He was a peak movie star, yeah. and for him to play the quote unquote bad guy when well, that is not even like his natural thing because he's mm-hmm. he's a, he's certainly athletic and he's certainly fit, but he's not a big bruising intimidating guy. Yeah. So it, it, it was a weird fit for him. So they give him this sort of anti-hero bad guy, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and yeah, pretty much every movie done before that, he, he, in, where he was the lead, he was definitely a good guy. He was definitely, like, always a good heart, always a good moral compass, sort of like the, you know. He was kind of a bad boy sometimes, like in Dirty Dancing, but even then, he was still definitely, like, a hero.
1: Remind me, was Roadhouse before this?
0: Roadhouse was before because
1: this. Because I, from what I, rem- I forget everything, but from what I'm remembering about Roadhouse is that his character isn't that good of a guy. Like, he's kind of... I mean,
0: he he's, again, kind of a bad boy, and he, like, he beats people up, but he, what he keeps coming back to in that movie, if you remember, is be nice. That's what he tells all his bouncers in the, the Roadhouse, is you have to be nice, and he's He's also a, a philosophy major from New York University. Like, he's, they, he's, oh, he's, a, yeah. he's a bad boy bruiser guy, but in the most, like, he does Tai Chi, and he's still a good guy in that movie, for
2: he's, sure. Yeah.
3: That, that was a real hurt.
2: 80s, 90s action movie trope where, oh, the badass guy who's the action star, but he's actually, like, a great investment banker. The, the, the Stallone yeah. character in Tango and Cash is yeah. like a millionaire investor. Yeah, he
0: and, and, but in he's, still, he's still a cop because it's fun. yeah yeah
3: yeah Yeah. which is not a thing that happens in real life no i am certain and yeah (laughs) no one it's 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 a hard and dangerous job yeah and
0: and no one who has a degree in philosophy becomes a bouncer that i know of um yeah i i would say this is probably my favorite performance of his
1: oh hands down well, we're going back to – he's going over his evidence. He's going over the soil samples mm-hmm. and all that. Um, I think mean, that's where we last left off.
2: Yeah. In terms of... The only thing that really uh, popped out at me is Keanu start, is starting to look a little more comfortable. The jacket's off. The tie's loose, and he's mm-hmm. drinking a beer. And um, up yeah. until this point he, – he, he, and we talked about it yesterday – where he looked like a kid dressing up in dad's suit. Now he's starting to sort of become a little bit more at ease, mm-hmm. uh, both the character and Keanu is an actor. So um, I was like, oh thank God, I don't want like more minutes of him looking like oh my, like people are gonna figure out he's in a costume.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He definitely looks. The beer is a good point.
0: Like he's, it looks like these guys are definitely like they had their big shouting match. And now they're friends. Like, they're they're hanging out and uh, having a good time now. But and something so-
1: that was interesting about their conversation in the past minute is that even though Keanu's kind of being a little bit of a shit and he's kind of um, antagonizing Gary Busey, I think underneath it all, he's really just trying to help Gary Busey and help elevate him and help him get this case yeah. solved and the truth out. Like, I really think he's actually... You know he has a heart of gold.
0: He's challenging him. Yeah, he's that's sort of been his mo. Is he, he's coming in and Keanu, like as a as a rookie agent, is already looking to shake things up. Like he challenges John C. McGinley with the donut, as we talked about, and but, uh, but he's not
1: challenging Gary Busey in a bad way. No, right? no, no. I, I, but he, he's
0: he's looking to shake things up, and yeah, with Gary Busey, he's like he sees him as the, as this kind of old, washed out agent, which Gary Busey never really seems tired to me in this movie. He seems a little bit fed up maybe, but uh, yeah, he's trying to sort of break him out of his pattern and get him to really work again.
3: He wants Gary Busey to be his best self. Yes. Yes. Which, which is extremely noble because when, when like after we had our minute yesterday, Brad and I were talking a little bit more and, and uh, I came to the realization that on if on one of my first days, my new, partner s- said to me that he was taking shrapnel and nom while i was rubbing shit on my own face i yep. would probably put in for a transfer yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That yeah. like that's that's an untenable situation
0: yeah i w- you know being having and having gary Busey as your partner and the way he's been acting so far i don't know if i'd feel safe either uh but no, it, i'd just be turning back where I was like hey nice meeting you and i'm elsewhere. gonna yeah, yeah. I I don't want to get into this too far, but they're they're friends here. They're uh, they're drinking beers together and they're shooting the shit, and uh, it's good to see that.
2: Yeah, I'm glad they uh, and I'm glad they got through that quickly. It wasn't two thirds of the movie of them butting heads. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice that's a nice thing. Like
0: they they don't go too far in this movie into like the 24 thing where uh, you know the main guy is right all the time, and then he has to like fight his superiors. Uh, John C. McGinley plays into that just a little bit, but it's not prevalent.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't play into like the as as much, I guess, after this point into the rookie cop trope. Um, yeah, either, yeah, which is
3: nice. It's actually what's interesting about the whole structure of this movie because it, it, it's it's like a cop procedural action movie, but the relationship between the two partners is like the B story. Mm-hmm. And the relationship between Keanu and Patrick is the ace. Yes, oh, totally.
0: yes, absolutely.
1: And I just love their relationship, too. I mean, we can talk about this in later minutes, but yeah. um, I, I could go on and on about Shwayze and Keanu's like, it's just, it's, it, they're they're friends, and it's, you know, people could, you know, joke about bromance and whatever, but it, it, there's something so, like, nicely, platonically romantic about it.
0: Yeah, it really makes me wonder, you know, when it comes to that, like, what is... Uh, Keanu Reeves' backstory in this movie like he's kind of you don't find out too much about him except that he was a, a football star in college but anyway we, we'll get into that when it comes to uh, when it comes to the later minutes
1: but it just shows like also in this minute too like he's you know he's being a nice guy and listening to Busey's like quote unquote like crazy theories about surfers <laughs> yeah um, but he's like he's he's trying to build him up and then he has like a really good relationship with Swayze like Keanu's yeah, just a nice guy
0: yeah he's he's and he's he's trying his best. Mm-hmm. He's like really wants to be a good agent and he's, he's doing pretty well so far, I would say. His, uh, his no, and he hasn't
2: really started screwing up yet. That
0: That's candy. no, he'll he's, his rookiness will come out later, but the way he's, he's doing so far, he's like, he's just really, he's really trying and it doesn't seem like everyone else is at this, uh, at this uh, department.
3: So I just have to jump in because I have to hop off the call. All right. But y'all, y'all keep chatting, um, and uh, I'll catch you later, bro. Catch you well, later, bro.
1: Thanks so much for joining in on these minutes.
3: Absolutely,
0: yeah. It's a pleasure to have you and your, your insights and views. Yeah, thank you.
3: Um, we look forward to having you back on our show.
0: Absolutely, very yeah. Excited. All right. Well, uh, did you have anything else for this minute? No, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I think we're good uh, on this one. We... They talk about the wax and the, the 80 different uses for this stuff, and uh, we're going to get more of that in the next minute. But All right. I, I want to uh, apologize, first of all, to Jessa for the last minute. Oh, I did yeah. not get her recommendation. Oh,
1: that's fine.
0: So, uh, are we good, brah? Oh, we're good, bro. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into recommendations. Uh, do you want to start this time?
1: Yeah, I'll start um, with a recent movie we just watched on Halloween uh, ghoulies, and it's not necessarily a recommendation. Like, as like this is, it's not like an amazing movie by any standards, but it's a fun bad movie to watch. Like, we were very much enjoying these. You know, it's like a rip off of Gremlins. There's the um, little I don't know puppet creatures that uh, we were joking. So like it's not necessarily like Jim Henson made them, but more like his brother Tim Henson made them and they're they're really... or jim Svenson, <laughs> jim Svenson, yeah just these really bad puppets and you know we gave them all names because they're kind of adorable in a really ugly way so we had chowder baby as one of the puppets and because he always pops up out of like soup and stuff
0: yeah it was like gourd and yeah. yarg and, yeah
1: yarg and yeah so you know if you want if you want to watch a movie that's like a a good, bad 80s? Is it 80s? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. A,
1: a good, bad 80s movie with also a young Mariska mm. and Oh.
0: Yeah. And a young nobody else recognizable. Yes. Oh, except Jack Nance. Yes. Who is not young.
1: Mm. Yes, who is decidedly not. Young, um, some really fine wizard robes and costumes that we kind of become a character unto their own. Unto their own, <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's a good, good, bad movie. Yeah. What about you, Murrin?
0: I was uh, thinking about we were talking about Drop Zone yet again in this minute. I was thinking about uh, Yancey Butler is in that movie. Sort of, uh, she was kind of an it girl for a few minutes in the early '90s. And she was also in Hard Target, that Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Uh, so I'm going to recommend Hard Target and Hard Target Two, which is uh, which was just made a couple of years ago with Scott Adkins, who's kind of like a white guy karate master uh, action hero. Um, and I was not expecting Hard Target. First of all, is great. You got uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, That's John Woo's
2: first American movie. Yes,
0: John Wu is the director. he got Wilford Brimley. You got Lance Henriksen. That's great. Hard Target 2 is definitely a B-movie, but it's a good B-movie, and it is a worthy, I would say it's a worthy uh, sequel to Hard Target.
1: Surprisingly entertaining. Yeah.
0: Considering it's one of those sequels where none of the actors return from the original, you know, 25 DVD. years later, straight to Netflix. But uh, I was i was entertained by it. So, Hard
2: Target and Hard Target 2. Yeah. What
3: yeah. you? I
2: really like Hard Target 2. I mean, uh, I really like Hard Target. That was my favorite. It's... Easily my favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Really, not Bloodsport or.
2: Yeah, we're we're Bloodsport, but I yeah, Hard
0: Target is definitely uh, you can make that argument either way. I would say.
2: Well, Hard Target was I felt like it was the first Jean Claude Van Damme movie that was that actually tried to have his character do something mm-hmm. uh, with Bloodsport and Kickboxer. It was okay. Let's get him in a tournament. I mean yeah. he did like four or five tournament movies.
1: That's true.
2: Yeah, yeah, it definitely
0: uh yeah, Hard Target definitely has a more interesting plot than Bloodsport. Um
1: But Bloodsport does have that friendship romance that's similar to Point Break's friendship romance. Yeah, he has a,
0: he has Ray Jackson, the big the giant Ray Jackson and uh it also has some great uh some running montages with uh with some good uh power ballads. Um yeah.
2: Oh, Oh, yeah, not taking anything away from Bloodsport or Kickbox or any of those. And uh, JCVD is a surprisingly good actor Mm -hmm. um, who did terrible movies. But when you see his movie, JCVD, and he has an Amazon show called uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson Uh that's kind of funny.
1: Oh, okay. That's good to know. I've been – we, you know, I love Jean Claude Van Damme, and mm-hmm. I, I could watch him every day forever. So that's good to know that his more, his more recent stuff is good too, because I've been a little bit scared to watch it.
0: Yeah, I've
2: heard I've heard JCVD is good. I haven't seen it yet, though. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's he, you know he does really good playing himself, but sort of being in on the joke a little bit, uh, where he's a guy in his fifties, and he's playing a guy who knows he's in his 50s. Mm-hmm. The Jean-Claude Van Johnson, the big fight at the end, a guy's coming at him and he tries to do a split to avoid the the punch and he can't do the split oh, and he just gets punched no. in the face and he just has this look like, oh no, I can't do a split. And it was really funny and a level of uh, self-awareness that uh, uh, you're not going to see from Steven Seagal.
1: That's true. No, That's of, por- true. of
2: course, definitely. Do you have a, a
0: recommendation specifically?
2: Yeah, um... As we're recording this, uh, the the Thor 3 Ragnarok is about to come Mm -hmm. out, and uh, we were lucky enough on the Cosmic Geppetto podcast to uh, talk to legendary artist, uh, really known for his work on Thor, uh, Walt Simonson, uh, who did great work on the Thor comic in the 80s. And he has, uh, to any of your listeners that are comic book fans, Mr. Simonson, who was an incredible interview, really fun, a uh, really nice guy, um, and he is doing a new comic about Thor, but like a completely different take on it for a different company from IDW called called Ragnarok. And uh, you know, if you're a comic book fan, if you like Thor, it's a fantastic, different take by this uh, legendary artist. Uh, highly recommended. And, we also wouldn't mind if you gave a listen to the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, uh, so. episode 104. We'll have uh, Mr. Simonson and uh, really cool stuff and, uh, you know, we uh, recommend it. Awesome. Great, yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows? No, no.
1: It's another uh, Taika Waititi film.
2: Yeah, the director of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, that was one of his... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah a... I've heard of it. And uh, wikiti I'm terrible at pronouncing anyone's <laughs> name right. Right. Um, I, I know he, everyone was really excited with, um, the work he's done with Thor and just talk about these really great movies that he did beforehand are such a good blend of humor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just really baking that into the movies that he's done. Yes. Which
1: yeah. I'm, you know, I'm honestly not normally a superhero movie fan, um, and so it actually, him directing this Thor Ragnarok makes me actually want it, like, really excited to go see the movie. Because yeah. I love what we do in the shadows so much.
0: It looks like he is kind of take, taking a lot of what he does to the to the Thor movie. So yeah, if you agreed to see it with me, which is yeah. uh, not something you would do for a lot of other comic book movies. But uh, yeah. yeah, I look forward to uh, recommending that movie, I assume, in yeah. early, in later uh, podcast.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, anything else about this minute or any other
2: that's all i got that's all i got yeah guys this is uh so much fun thank you yeah thank you so much for being on our podcast and we look forward to being on your podcast
0: oh definitely all right well yeah thanks for coming in and uh and tuning in again to another point break minute Woo! chill out bro Busey. <laughs> Did you know about the Facebook group Point Break Minute listeners Surf Shop? Join up and talk about my movie, Point Break. Post your casting suggestions for another point remake or point out inaccuracies. You can also email the hosts at pointbreakminute at gmail.com and they might read your letter on the air. Also, be sure to rate Review and subscribe on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. Two bricks coming up. Woo-hoo-hoo.